Good evening and welcome back to Everyday Man of God. My name is Stephen LeBlanc Sr. If you did not know that already, well, now you know. And thank you again for being here. And as always, I am thankful and grateful that you have taken your time out of your schedule to slip me in during your drive to work, if you're driving, don't slip me as you're driving, to work or in the background at work. I'm thankful for that. Or maybe you just have me on the workshop. I'm thankful for that too. Or I'll say, well, Steve, now you're just presuming people are listening to you. Well, somebody is, and I appreciate that. I don't care if it's one to three people. I'm thankful for that. People want to thank sometimes when they got millions of fans or anything like that. I'm like, I'm good. Thank you very much. I appreciate that time. Quick side note, though, to that. Why do I always open up with being thankful and grateful? Because, well, I am. Well, that's just to start with, I am. And the moment I stop is the moment I should stop. What does that mean? Well, the moment I stop being thankful and grateful for the opportunity that I've been given to speak here, that God has given me the ability to open my big mouth, the moment I am not grateful for that is the moment I need to stop because then it becomes about me and not about the Word of God. And to help, to lead, to do the best I can. So often there are those who assume or expect you to listen because they feel their knowledge or perceived knowledge supersedes others. Well, they are wrong. And they are ignorant. And dollars or donuts, I bet you anything, shouldn't be betting, they are not thankful to those who listen. <clears throat> and they are not leaders, but masquerade themselves as leaders. In fact, they actually follow others, building their ministries upon others. And failing at what God expects. I guess actually that would be an excellent segue into tonight's topic actually. So <clears throat> I guess with that we'll go into tonight's topic. And tonight we're going to be talking about leaders, followers, failing, failures, however you want to look at it. I mean it's important to recognize these things. We, we live in a world. So tonight, like I said, I would like to talk about leaders or leadership. We will also talk about being a follower and who do you follow and who you should follow. And we'll, we will try and talk about failing and failures. Well, this should be uplifting. Okay, I know what you're thinking. Stephen, are you going to call people failures? Well, in reality, we all fail at times. But that should not be a newsflash. I hope not. Let's talk a little about leadership. To begin with, the word leadership did not exist until the early 1800s. Maybe the late 1700s, but early 1800s. Before the 1828 Webster Dictionary, which was compiled by Noah Webster. The word leader, however, has been in existence since before the Middle Ages. 
It's a long time. The word leadership does not even show up in the 1828 Webster Dictionary. But the word leader does. If you look up definitions in multiple places for leadership, you will find a couple of threads or trends or patterns or however you want to look at it. One, they simply add on to the word leader with the same definitions. See, they take the definition of leaders and they, uh, I'm sorry, leaders and they add them to leadership. Two, leadership tends to be used in elitism, professorship, or professorships, I should say, politicians, philosophers, and the such like that. But the word leader is mostly always associated with men who have been chosen to lead, not men and women who want to be in leadership, but godly men who are to lead. That is important to understand that part. If you haven't got that part down, that men biblically are supposed to lead, don't give me this nonsense about uh, um, Deborah, and the, the judge, then you didn't read deep enough into that. Or maybe you read so deep you got confused. Men are the leaders, and it sometimes gets forgotten. We have a lot of women leaders today, don't we? Let's take a look at the definition of leader. I, I have these written down, so you'll hear a little paper movement here. Let's take a look at the definition of leader. One that leads or conducts. A guide, a conductor. Two, a chief, a commander, a captain. Three, one who goes first. For the chief of a party or faction as a leader of the Whigs or the Tories, a leader of the Jacobians. Now, understand the time frame here. Whigs and Tories were political factions. Before we hit the Republican splits and the Democrat, we had different parties in this country all over the place, all over the map. You had even Republican Democrats and such. Interesting. Five, a performer who leads a band or choir of music, which has always been what? Traditionally a man. Someone will say, oh, tradition. We're not talking traditions of men, but I am talking about old time tradition in the Bible. So if you're going to say you you know you go by the Bible, you follow the Bible, then you have to agree with this. In the first definition, it says one that leads or conducts, a guide. Turn your Bible to Psalm 25, verse 9. The meek will he guide. So he and guide in judgment, and the meek will he teach his way. We see here the male is the obvious preferred pronoun. Why did I say that? You know, because since we are in a world of pronouns these days, 
understand he. Or maybe that's confusing to some if you're in a Bible that is absolutely perverted. And that was not a dramatic pause. I was taking a sip of water. I got a little bit of <clears throat> scratchy in the throat this evening. Trying to take care of that. Now let's take a look at the word chief in the second definition. Turn your Bibles to Genesis 21, verse 22. And it came to pass at that time that Abimelech and Phicol, the chief captain of his host, spake unto Abraham, saying, God is with thee in all that thou doest. So we see here, chief is a man, as it always is. Look at who we commonly call Native Americans. Who are the chiefs? Not the football team. They're always men. Side note again. Have, have you ever noticed how New Age feminists who love that whole culture They are against men being in control, yet they participate in the culture who believes in it. Hypocrites much? By the way, the word leader or a derivative of the word shows up nearly 80 times. In the third definition, it says the one who goes first. Well, let's talk about who comes first. In Genesis 1, verse 26, and, it, and came first, and will lead first. Women, the help me, came second. Genesis 2, 22, from Adam's rib she was created. Do you not understand this? When Eve took the lead and ate from the tree, what were the results? I think you know. And remember, a godly man leads, not a woman, it is written. Why did this happen? The godly man did not lead. That man did not lead. He followed the woman who made the mistake. She was not supposed to be leader. the leader. She's the help me, not a leader. We have today an abundance of leaders. In the same way, we have too many chiefs and not enough Indians. Everybody wants to be a leader. Everyone wants to be in charge. You see more and more. It's leadership people want to attain without being an actual leader. Whether by words or action. A man gets saved, supposedly. And now he is going to start to teach or start teaching others whether he is qualified or not. And when I say qualified, I mean, does he have the gift? Not a doctorate, no scripture for that. It's okay to be born again and have the desire to do something. But when you're a baby, 
You think you can do it all, but you can't. That's not a negative. I mean that in no way in a negative way. Let the Holy Spirit guide you. But the problem is your flesh. It is still there. And you are still working on discernment. This is a reason, or I should say this is a person who needs guidance. But sometimes we have the blind leading the blind. We have people who think they're leaders trying to teach people to be leaders and we have an issue. And then there are leaders who only want to lead by you following every directive they tell you, even if at times it seems contrary to the Bible. The KJV 1611, of course. In Hebrews 13, verse 9, be not carried about with divers and strange doctrines, for it is a good thing that the heart be established with grace, not with meats, which have not profited them, that have been occupied therein. Or turn in your Bible to 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. That comes from those who crave leadership and power not given to them by the Lord. See, it is something they wanted, they needed, they craved for. So therefore, we have an issue. More often than not, leaders come from places not expected and people without the desire to be in the forefront <clears throat> unless ultimately needed. And no, I'm not going to quote Shakespeare. There is a famous line by him, but I'm not going to use it. We all know of Jonah who did not want we know of Moses, who doubted if he could. Gideon truly was not sure. Jeremiah was so young, doubted he could speak for the Lord. And there was King Saul, King David, and others. But the one thing they all had in common, it was God who led them. Of his strength and not theirs. Not their own. But today's false teachers and leaders could not lead their way out of a paper bag with a GPS attached to them. I'm for sure on that. Even in American history, if you look at American history right now, if you just did a quick study, or a longer study, there is a history of reluctant leaders like George Washington. Abraham Lincoln, Grant, even Robert E. Lee. I'm just naming off a few of the famous, more famous names you might remember or even recall. There are leaders who sit on the sidelines until they can no longer tolerate the destruction and evil, and then they step up. They don't want to if they don't have to. It doesn't mean they're being bad and they don't want to do what's right. They're not the ones who always want to lead. They don't feel they need the limelight. They try to stay in the background. There, there are folks like that. 
I find that a lot of Christian so-called leaders look to these examples, the ones that I just spoke of, these historical figures. I find that they look to these examples of leaders in political or military history for inspiration. Instead of the leaders in the Bible, Another dramatic pause for a drink of water. You hear of these, I don't want to say self-help gurus, but these men who, oh, look at this man, Dwight Eisenhower, Patton, Washington, Lincoln, and they go through all these names of great leaders and what they did, but they never quote men in the Bible who had the greatest strength of all, and that's the strength of God. There was a time when men of the past were inspired by the Bible to lead. Now the world inspires the man to lead in biblical matters. That's why we have bad leaders in and outside of the church. So now that I have talked about leaders and leading to a point, what about followers? Ah, the followers. Are we talking about the, I'm just going to follow no matter what? Well, what happens is we have people who follow those who, who make things sound so good. You got the slick out there. Many of them. I've heard of a few and I've watched a few. I want to go back to leaders for a second. I have listened or followed men who were just amazing at what they spoke about. They were leaders. And then I've listened to men who thought they were leaders and desired leadership. And you could tell they weren't going to be leading anything but disaster. And the people who will follow them and I mentioned it earlier that some of these people who want to be leaders follow other people, try to mishmash things together, and call themselves a leader. Most of the time, stealing uh, material, and I don't mean stealing the scriptures, you can't steal the scriptures, but the, steal their the style. Or they'll say they're not a particular style. Then they try to dress in a certain way or speak in a certain way. I think sometimes they're afraid that the truth that they speak or they think that they speak will not be heard if you don't look a certain way. Even the people who say that they don't believe that. I know of men who do that. Who say, well, I don't believe in dressing, da-da-da, and oh, yeah, I'm against those ties and all this and that. And then you see them wear or dress a certain way to, to create some sort of persona. They adopt who's not them. We're afraid to be ourselves when ourselves should be guided by God. The Holy Spirit should guide who we are. We, what does it matter what you dress? And there are some out there that some don't even look at or some they'll even mock them at the way they dress. They're truer to God and closer to God than you'll ever be. And we have a tendency to follow. But who do you follow and why do you follow them? 
You look at these mega churches that are so more obvious now than they've ever been before. You know, you have some of these big guys like Justin Peters and these Vody, uh, uh, Vody Bachman or Bachman, Buckman. I don't know his last name, sorry. Uh, the MacArthur's and, and all these people. Say, oh, look, sir, look at these mega churches. I'm like, first of all, some of y'all have actually a pretty decent sized big building yourselves. Uh, oh, look at it. But where were you before? See, there were smaller guys out there that existed who've been telling people. I don't mean just me. I'm not saying just me. So this isn't about me. And there are many guys who are like, oh, yeah, those mega churches are evil. They're evil. They're evil. They're evil. They're evil. And those are usually a good, solid King James guys, people. Sorry. People go, oh, here we go, King James onlyism. Well, oddly enough, it seems to be the King James only people who seem to be on the money most of the time. Although, now be careful of that, though. There are. Uh, evil's uh, creeping in unaware of that of the King James world because they, they can't they can't stop King James people because there's so few of us, but yet a mighty army we are with such small numbers. Well, I like going to a nice warm building. Okay, fine, whatever. Well, I like the Sunday school program. Uh huh. You put your children to Sunday school programs, right? You'll probably say, most of you, unless you're King James folks, most of you also put your kids in the regular school. And then you want to complain how the school system is. When you should have had those kids at the home in the first place. And I'm not saying anyone who's ever, and I'm not going to get that whole Nashville thing, but those who've lost people, you are out making money in a nice home, beautiful home, beautiful cats, got your kids in the school, Going to church on Sunday. How backwards can you get it? How backwards? You should have little to no debt. If you got a brand new car, you shouldn't have it. Oh, you're jealous of people who have a brand new car? No, I've had brand new cars. And I was wrong. It's absolutely wrong. I shouldn't say brand new cars. But you're wrong. Do you need that truck? Do you need that uh, vehicle with the GPS system in it with the nice uh, little Siri or whatever talks back to you? Do you need that? Do you really, really need that? Maybe this is going to sound bragocious. I'm not sure. Someone could write in the comments if they want. But I'm proud of the rust on the back of my truck. I got a little bit of rust on the back fender. I'm proud of that. I have no problem with it. I mean, I gotta probably fix that and bondo it up, but that's a whole different. Not that bad yet, but it's getting, you know, a little hole there. But I'm fine with that. Gets me to where I'm going. God provides what I need. So, who are you following and why? Now, I'm not saying press the follow button, and I would like you to. If you could, that'd be, that'd be great. I'm thankful for that. I really am. But at the end of the day, you should be following Christ. That's the most important. Fact check, everybody. And even then, it gets a little worrisome. Because a guy can tell you the truth from the Bible. He like to twist it sometimes, but he's not even living the truth. If I could tell you some stories. 
men act one way on Sunday morning or on a podcast or on a, on a little video on the YouTube and then behind the scenes, they're not what you think they are. Very careful of that. That includes me. I may not be who you think I am. I'm telling you who I am. And that's why a personal fellowship in person matters. Uh-oh, is he saying church? I'm not saying that at all. And I fail at getting together with a couple people that I should. And I know that. Because they are very far and few between. We tend to want to group ourselves in numbers to feel secure. And the word of God should be the only thing that makes us feel secure. And we're failing. So when you're looking at these leaders who call themselves leaders out there, they're just, you know, I know this about the Bible. I know this about the Bible. I told you a story about that reverend who was amazing at knowledge of the Bible. He knew every single bit of that thing. And boy, could he stir you. He could make you feel like, wow, this guy, this guy. And he was not living a life he should at all. Not even close. Not even close. So if you crave leadership and you desire to lead, not all cases will I say that you're false, but most cases you are. Now, again, this is going to be coming off in a bragging sort of way, and I'm trying not to. That's why I, you know, I try to find the right words, and I'm probably not going to find the exact right words, but... I spent many years trying not to be in a leadership position. I don't want to do it. I always feel like somebody's got to be the one to do it. Somebody has to be the one. I made a joke to, uh, well, a few people, but a joke to a fellow uh, brother. I do not consider that person a brother anymore, unfortunately. I think they erred quite extreme in our are, are doing things in a, in a very bizarre manner uh, behind the scenes and things that they've said, and I will not expose that. Um, they're very worrisome. I made the joke that uh, I just want to catch the fish, and uh, I'll catch fish, and I'll, I'll let somebody else more qualified clean them. And I felt to myself, sheesh, I feel like nowadays i got to catch and clean. But the problem is, you know, too much... Nonsense, too much philosophy, too much, too much goes into cleaning. And you're like, what are you talking about? What are you doing? There are these leaders here that they're throwing meat at people on milk and they're drowning people that can eat meat with milk. And it's just mind-boggling, baffling that you call yourselves leaders. Lead by example. Do not speak against things that you are participating in. If you're $300,000 in debt, don't tell people they shouldn't have debt. Don't preach on it. 
If you tell people they shouldn't be unequally yoked with the government, they shouldn't take money from the government, well, then you shouldn't take money from the government. I'm not talking about your tax refund. I'm talking about just welfare checks. I'm talking about any military VA stuff that you shouldn't even get. Get a job. There are too many leaders pretending to lead, but they're only leaders in their own mind, messing with yours. I suppose I can continue to go on and on and on, but I won't. I didn't have a better title tonight than other, other than leaders and followers and failures. It's not, not going to get any better. I hate to break it to you folks. But then again, if you read the Bible, then you would know that it's not going to get better. I do not understand these folks who keep on saying, ah, the, the change is coming around the corner. Uh, okay, good luck with that. And, and these are sometimes people who read the Bible. Well, I guess they don't really read it thoroughly, do they? If you're going to become a leader, make sure you've been called to be one. If you're going to be in that position to lead people. And those who are looking for a leader, make sure your leader, or one you're following, is actually qualified to be a leader. And they will lead by example, not just by telling you what you should do. As always, I appreciate your time. And I know it's a fight out there. I know it's a war. It's a battlefield. we got to keep on struggling along. And I promise I'll be here more often. I myself have struggled with this whole leadership thing. I keep on not wanting to completely be in charge or a leader of things or anything like that. But as I look and I, I watch and I listen, I get frustrated. Especially by men who should know better, but they don't. And I don't know why. So the discussion in my family, I'll be personal now, not my wife, not that she's in charge of what goes on, but she is my wife and I like to let her know what I'm doing. But I can no longer be half in or just dip my toes in or just be here. I will be here quite frequently in the future. Um, I'm going to be here so much that it's going to be annoying. We've got things planned. I, I know we have a big move coming, um, so it'll be a little rocky in the next month. But I'm going to be here much more than I ever was before, even if it's for 10, 15 minutes. I'm going to be here more often. Because sometimes in life, you know, there's an old saying, it's all or nothing. Well, it really is true. You either are going to be all in or you got to be out. You can't be lukewarm. Don't expect somebody else to do the job 
if you know it's not being done. And with that, thank you. Good night. And God bless.